Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, it's been several days since we last recorded an episode due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but the Tampa Bay Rays were busy. A lot of news within the Tampa Bay Rays organization and baseball as a whole. We'll get to Corey Kluber. We'll get to Michael Walker going to the Red Sox. We'll get to Wander Franco's big fat contract becoming official, signed on the dotted line. We'll get to all of that. And I guess... What should we start with? Corey Kluber signing a one-year, $8 million deal guaranteed with the Rays. Uh, The deal could be worth up to 13 mil if the right-hander stays healthy all season. I think this is huge news. Uh, We were talking about if they get a veteran starter, it would Mm -hmm. be a back-of-the-rotation kind of guy, maybe even a walk-up possibility. Uh, this is so much better than Waka. I can't tell you how happy I yeah. am that they, they 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 got Kluber. I think he checks so many boxes, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Number one, that bulldog mentality that we we talk about, Cobb having it from Shields. Boom, that's Corey Kluber's that guy. Right, that veteran presence of uh, that that been there, done that. Fifty innings in in the playoffs with the kids like Patino, the, the Shanes, and the Drew, mm-hmm. that's so good. That's just going to be so good for their development. So that's uh, checkbox number one. Number two, uh, if you're just switching out Waka for Kluber, that's mm-hmm. already an improvement. So, right. you know, I think Waka got, what, $7 million from the Red Sox? So by yeah. paying one more million, you're getting Kluber for Waka. That, that, that checks my box. And... I know that people are going to be spotlighting the health aspect. Right. I don't care about the health aspect. You know why? Because I've been a race fan for a long time and I saw what 2021 did mm-hmm. when you spend six and a half million dollars and somebody gives you 19 and a third innings pitch. Yeah. I don't care about the health of Corey Kluber. If he literally pitches more than 19 and a third, that's better yeah. already than what Archer did last year. So I'm expecting a kind of season that he had with the Yankees 80 innings pitched I would be okay with that a 24 uh strikeout rate uh that I I would be living with that uh 383 ERA a 385 FIP a 1.5 F4 player that those are all really nice the one thing I would really like to see an improvement on from Corey Kluber is the walk the walk Mm -hmm. rate has never been that high before ever so that's the one thing I'm, I'm I'm kind of um you know, scratching my head about. It was interesting with the Corey Kluber signing. Uh, what's funny is that I was pumped. I was excited that the Rays made this move. And then some other teams have to go out there and one up us, <laughs> overshadow us. You know, the Blue Jays going out and signing Kevin Gossman, the Rangers signing John Gray and so many other moves. I mean, big time money being thrown around over the last couple of days. So yeah. here's the thing with Corey Kluber. Um, I, it's so funny because I, I just need to get off 
Twitter, social media. I need to get off all this stuff because yeah. everybody's going to find some sort of issue, some sort of problem with something. And that's also kind of our platform here too. We got to look at both sides and understand things. But sure. you know, people highlight and focus on the injury issue with Corey Kluber. And of course, after the failures of Chris Archer and Yoshi Satsugo, it's like, well, why are the Rays going out and throwing uh, $8 million guaranteed to a guy that, you know, missed most of 2019 and 2020 and missed three months last year with an injury and only through 80, 82 innings. And to that, I say, we should, we, we can't criticize the Rays for not spending money and then criticize the Rays when they do spend money. Now we can question, could that money have been better allocated? What could they have gotten with $8 million? Could they have gotten Alex Cobb for $8 million? I don't we'll think so. We'll see. Could they have gotten Johnny Cueto for $8 million? Could they have gotten Danny Duffy for $8 million? The way I look at it is, I mean, Noah Syndergaard, how much has he played the last couple of years? Right. He got $22 million. Right. And it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. It's it's very, there's not a whole lot of risk involved with this. The, the bar is Chris Archer. You gave $6.5 million Thank to you. that guy for 19 innings. And, so, and, and, and when you look back at the time of the signings of Chris Archer and Corey Kluber, you know, the Rays were in on him mm -hmm. for 2021. I, I, I went back and I looked at the signing. The Corey Kluber one happened January 27th. Yeah. Chris Archer happened the next week with the Rays. Right. So, so they had to settle. They uh -huh. yeah. They had to settle. They were like, okay, look, we're not going there for $10 million. But this year, I'm telling you, the Wander Franco extension does not mean that they're going to curb their, yeah. their payroll. On the contrary, I think it's a kind of a, a warning right. to, uh, to the fandom and, 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 and to front offices everywhere. Like, we're ready to spend to free agents. Like, yeah. not, not, you know stupid Texas Rangers money to Marcus Simeon, mm -hmm. but something like $8 million yeah. for Corey Kluber. We're in on that. And we'll get into the, the Wander Franco, some of the details of that contract, but we look at the big figure, the big number and say, Oh, 182, $183 million up to 220 plus million dollars. We have to realize that. Yeah. The Rays did give him a, $5 million signing bonus up front, but he's only making a $1 million salary this year. So it's go. not like, oh, he's making 18 mil, 20 mil this no, year. It's, he's it's making Chris Archer money. It's pennies that, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And if you, I mean, you can kind of do some, some fancy accounting there, but it's not, yeah. it's not a crazy exorbitant amount for sure with that. So Corey Kluber question. Okay. Over under 99 and two thirds innings in 2022 with the race under. Okay, how much under? I'm 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 keeping my uh, the the number low. I'm going for if he can provide 2021 stats for the race in 2022. Okay, that's money. So 80 innings pitched. If he gives us 80 innings pitched, I'm not looking for a 151 180 innings guy. I'm re I'm really not. I just want somebody who can curb Shane Boz's innings right and, and and can cover uh some of the young arms that you know yeah. you don't want them to throw 200 innings that's what Corey kluber is there for plus the off the field uh intangibles yeah i think what we're also seeing with this is 
I, I'm going to say over. I do think he throws at least 100 innings. Now, you that say under. That would be yes, wow. you, you say under. Is that because you expect him to have an IL stint or two, or the Rays are going to taper him back and say, you're going, we're going to kind of force you into a Colin McHugh-esque role, maybe a little bit more than that? I, I think both. Okay. I think there's going to be an IL stint. And I do think that they're not going to just go full throttle on him. Yeah. I think they they did that with Waka for a bit, just like three innings here. Right. After the, the, the IL stint. I think they're going to do that. I don't think he's ever going to be used behind an opener. He's going to. He's a starter yeah. and you're going to treat him as a starter, but you might take him out after four innings. And that's how you taper back the innings. And I, I, I and then you might bring a Luis Patino after him. Okay. That's how you taper the innings back. As far as numbers, do you think he will have, I know that the innings might not be there in your opinion, but do you see him putting up a year that's similar or better than what Rich Hill provided to the Rays in 2021 before he was traded off to the Mets? I see a better okay. version of that. Yeah. I think this is a, this is a very shrewd, savvy yeah. move by the front office. Like, I'm really happy about this one. I'm really happy about it. Look, credit to the Rays. I thought, you know, we had talked about uh, the Rays have to go out and add a veteran starter. I thought maybe, okay, they're going to spend $3 million, $4 million, yes. $5 million, depending on what the availability is. But they are literally putting their money where their mouth is. And here's the thing about Corey Kluber. I mean, we know about his pedigree and history as a multi-time Cy Young award winner. Yep. And then not only that, but he finished top three in the voting two other years as well. Right. And that just goes to show me, man, it can be, it can be fleeting for a pitcher. Careers can be fleeting if you're throwing baseballs for a living. I mean, this is a guy that he was on top of the world not too long ago, and now he's not relegated, but He's not in the situation he probably thought he was going to be in, having to sign back-to-back one-year deals. Remember when people say uh, said last 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 week, and and will continue to say, well, oh Acuna, oh uh, yeah. um, the Aussie Albies, oh Wander Franco, they're getting you know mm-hmm. uh, taken over or fleeced. Yeah, ask that to Corey Kluber if signing a big contract yeah. early might not be the right way. Now a guy who has a two-time Cy Young winner never really got the bag. He's Remember? made like 53 million in his career now for 99.9% of the yes. world, but compared in the to a world, yes. in MLB comparing himself to other pitchers that are not Cy Young award yes. winners, multiple Cy Young winners. He didn't get the bag. Eduardo Rodriguez got $77 million over four years. And he's made a lot more than that in his career too. sign the yes. money. Longoria is right. Never say no yeah. to your first fortune. And I think uh, Kluber's numbers, depending on how many innings he throws, could be better with the Rays considering Tropicana Field Ballpark yes. and the defense aspect. The yes. Rays' top five defensive team, the Yankees were not a top five defensive team. They were bottom five defensive team. So I think the numbers are going to help and out from that perspective. Yeah, the pitching structure, Kyle Snyder. I mean, you've you got to talk about also the, the organizational uh, depth with, with that knowledge there. Yeah. The, the corporate culture around pitching mm-hmm. is just, I would put that over the Yankees one a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. If you get a chance, uh, look up some highlights, do some research on Corey Kluber. He's no longer, never really was a guy that was, you know, blowing you away with 98, 99 or anything like that. It was more of, I've got the kitchen sink. I've got five different pitches and I'll spot them, yeah. command them, control them wherever I want. So his fastball nowadays is topping out at 91, 92, but it's because he has such a deep 
arsenal. He has the cutter. He has the slider. He has the curveball. And some of the movement on those pitches, particularly the curveball, seeing how it dives. I yeah. mean, just move, the, the way it spins away. That's how he gets a lot of chases from that's his best the right. Yeah. The curveball. The curveball and the changeup. I mean, the off speed is just so, yeah. so, so well done. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing those pitches and hopefully a little bit better results on the sinker. Because the sinker yeah. got hit a little bit hard and the cutter did too. So if yeah. he can get somehow a little bit of production on those two pitches, boy, watch out. And again, I think that's something where, look, he hadn't played much baseball for the past couple of seasons. So being thrown right into the fire like that, sometimes it takes In the best some division. time to, yes, getting the feel back on it. Yeah, I do agree with you because the sinker, there were times where he left that out over the middle mm-hmm. of the plate and that's when it got hit hard. So uh, I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out. For the race. Um, okay, we'll continue this discussion. We got so much more to talk about. Michael Walker going to the Red Sox. I'm sure uh, Rays fans are rejoicing a little bit on that one, but I actually think he'll do pretty well with the Red Sox. I'll tell you Ooh. why after that. And uh, Wander Franco, we get the uh, nitty gritty on his contract details as well. But before we get to all that, we have to tell you about Direct TV Stream. It is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love. Without all the hassle, DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Okay, Ulysses. So uh, Michael Waka did sign with the Boston Red Sox for $7 million. He made $3 million with the Rays in 2021. First of all, were you surprised that he got this much coin in free agency? Or you look around and you see what some of these Andrew Heaney getting eight and a half mil, like, That's just what the market is, and let alone it's a one-year deal, too. And it's the Red Sox where you take into account seven mil to them is you know seven hundred thousand to the Rays and some other lower payroll teams. It's a different, yeah, it's a different market. Uh, Look, I think sometimes it's tough for the baseball fan to update the inflation that happens with with salaries year Mm -hmm. year in and year out that uh we're like that guy's getting overpaid it's just like actually like just prices have been moving up and right uh, i i think you know when we started with uh the war thing like Mm -hmm. maybe what 2010 um at least me personally like man that i think one win was worth like four mil five mil yeah it's probably gone up it's probably like eight or nine mil. honestly yeah i think it's like nine mil now so do you expect michael walker to be a one war player if you do, which, you know, I can, I can see right. that argument being done that he's a one war player, then yeah, then, then, then seven mil. Yeah. I think it's, it's appropriate. Um, I wouldn't want to pay $7 million though, right. if I were a race fan for Michael Walker, I'd rather prefer 8 million for, for Kluber. And let's be honest. I, I don't think his 2022 season is going to be as bad as his 2021 right. season, because I think, he's going to listen to what the race did to him in September, mm-hmm. Stra- scratch that cutter and Heim bloom. Let's remember yeah. who's also there in, in Boston. And, and I think he said, 
he can be really good if he just stays off that pitch. Yeah. So we could we could see a Hunter Renfro ish. That's what I'm saying. It's so funny because now the Red Sox are getting Rays cast offs. <laughs> Under Renfro, Christian yeah. Arroyo, and turning them in. And Renfro had a great year. It was really his career year. Yeah. Not to say that Michael Walker is going to have a career year with the Red Sox, but I think he's going to be Better. much improved. Yes. Yeah. And I think, like you said, he figured things out in late August, September. I don't know if it was stubbornness or he just wasn't comfortable moving away from the cutter and going to the sinker. He yeah. needed that other pitch, but that was that might be the best move for his career going forward because the cutter was just getting hit and hit hard. And you know what? If he throws that sinker, I mean, the, the last month, month and a half of the season, he was really, really good yeah, he with was the effective. race. I mean, there were several outings where it was five innings pitch and one run run, six innings pitch, two run run. I mean, there's every now and again, you're going to have a blowout, blow up game. Five but, innings, five run runs. Yeah, yeah. Blue Jays, you know, six run runs and six innings. But I mean, I, I think he allowed like one or run in his last 13 innings or something like that. Like he was really good. And here's the thing that I was, you know, the, the point I was going to make about the sinker is even if that gets hit hard, for the most part, it's going to be maybe a ground ball or a line drive with the cutter. It won't be a fly ball mm -hmm. where it goes out of the ballpark. So, mm -hmm. and he's been able to at least turn that into, okay, sinker gets hit hard. It's a single. Yeah. Cutter gets hit hard. It could be a double, triple home run. Yeah. So, and, in, and, in and he, it, yeah. And when contact is weak against the sinker, a lot of times double play situation, exactly. or you got the, the raised defense behind you. So I think it's, it's really going to, and you know, I'm sure the, the Red Sox will be very creative about ro what role they put him in, whether it's going to be as a traditional starter, or maybe they put him in a, a Garrett Whitlock type role. I mean, Garrett Whitlock was a cast off. He was a, a rule five casualty basically. And, and he had, a, I mean, he didn't throw a ton of innings, but the way they deployed him yeah. was very, very effective. In fact, here's my little hot take. Okay. Hot take, hot take. I'm not going to say that Michael Walker has as good of a year as Eduardo Rodriguez, but I don't think the numbers are going to be all that far off as in Erod in Detroit 2022 to Correct. Of 2022. Correct. That, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Look, I think what we saw from the 2021 Red Sox is that they're now willing to do things differently. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Right. That's a good thing. Bad for race fans. Good for good for the yeah. Red Sox uh, to, to, you know, think outside the box. And I mean, Heim Bloom just uh, taking that raise way and putting right. it with Red Sox dollars just like Andrew Friedman, that's going to be very, very tough to, to deal with. So, no, I'm expecting a better Waka season um, in 2022. It's going to be tough, but I, I'm kind of am scared of the Renfro uh, effect a little yeah. bit. Hopefully that doesn't really come to fruition, but but, but we'll Look, see. I know it, it was a it, it was like Waka was a punching bag this past season for Rays fans, and I get that. There were times where we were like, oh, my gosh. I think we went to a game <laughs> – Against the Mariners. Uh, against the Mariners. It was just like base hit, base hit, base hit, home run, base hit. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, it's the third inning. It's already six nothing, basically. Yeah. Uh, Walker's on the mound. Let's take him out already. But I think that he doesn't. And again, there were some, of course, there were some bad outings, but he contributed innings that needed to be contributed to. He contributed 124 innings that somebody else didn't Who's or couldn't. Pitch? provide yeah who's going to pitch the 124 innings I, david has is that is yeah. that going to be your guy is that, is that who you're going to i mean honestly look i think 
somebody's got to pitch the innings. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be a five year array. I don't think it's going to happen to him again. Right. But w- there's also another part of Waka that, that, you know, we did talk about during the season and going into the playoffs. And it has to be said now he was really effective against the Red Sox. Yeah. He was really effective against the Yankees. So if you are the Red Sox, you're hoping that that success against their mm-hmm. own team is going to translate to the powerhouse right. that is the race. Yeah. It's Can lo- he be successful against the race? Can he keep being successful against the Yankees? And now you got yourself somebody that you can count on on interdivisional games. Right. That would give you the one war ultimately yeah. for the season and $7 million. If you're the Red Sox, you're willing to put mm-hmm. $7 million for one war of a pitcher. Boom. Give it. Look, Check back. It's a little, I don't want to say concerning, but you got to tip your hat to Heim Bloom and the Red Sox for some of the moves where it's not, okay, we're just going to outspend everyone to yes. try to beat you like we're we're kind of seeing the Blue Jays sort of do is we're just going to throw money at guys. But it's like, okay, let's trade for Kyle Schwarber. Let's sign Kike Hernandez to a two-year $14 million deal. Let's pick up Hunter Renfro. Let's yeah. get Michael Walker. Like there's so many bit players that have been big contributors in some shape or form or another Garrett Whitlock, for example. And it, 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 when I think of Michael Walker, I just go back to this La- last point that I've got on Walker is, is just the fact of like, man, maybe the, the Rays have totally flipped the whole starter bullpen thing on its head because the three guys, you know, I mean, outside of, outside of Shane McClanahan, three guys, the three other guys that threw a hundred plus innings for the Rays had, ERAs above five in Yarbrough, Waka, and Fleming. Yeah. So it's it's kind of amazing when you put it into that perspective of oh, oh okay, like the the three of the four guys that threw the most innings on your team Are were the most ineffective. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, when you look at it all. And here's the thing about Waka. Yeah, the ERA ballooned up, but his his FIP was actually better than yes. some of the numbers indicated. So no. that's it, the thing. Uh, we'll see. But yeah. I, I think honestly, if you're trading Kluber for Waka and in, in, in yeah, the I'll rotation, take that. I'll take that 100%. And oh, yeah. I don't care about the health when we just saw the race spend six and a half million dollars mm-hmm. for 19 and a thirds innings pitch for, from Archer. Yeah. Like, don't give me the, don't give me the health. Oh, Kluber, the health. No. Did you watch 2021? Okay, cool. Then until Kluber yeah. doesn't pitch 19 innings, then come back, come at me with the health. If he surpasses that money. No, here's the thing. Like, if, if we want to add it together, Willie Adamas and Yoshi Satsugo, uh, what do they make combined? $13, $14 million? They, they combined for a negative 0.7 more. So I, I think the Rays are Was coming Willie out Was Willie making ahead. that much? Nah, he's a rookie salary, Willie Adamas. Did I say Willie? Yeah. I meant Yoshi Satsugo. And? Oh, and Chris Archer. Oh, okay. I thought you said Willie Adams and Yoshi. I'm like, man. Did I say Willie? Oh yeah. my gosh, it's a Monday. Oh, <laughs> I, I did not mean Willie Adams. I meant Yoshi Zutsugo and Chris Archer combining to make $13, $14 million. You know, it, it is a Monday, but you know what it is? It's Cyber Monday. Yeah. I need a build bar. I need something to get my brain going. Well, if if that's what you need, Kevin, then you know where to go. It's built com. It's the best Monday of the year. It's Cyber Monday. You got to go to built.com. You get at least 20% off everything. Delicious and healthy chocolate bars, 20% off-site wide. Even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Built Broth, and Built Swag. You got to get it. So a brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday. It's called Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almond, check. Delightful double, check. 
Be sure to get it before they are gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and you know that they're really rich in taste. So go to built.com. They will not be there for long, Kevin. So mm-hmm. you got to use the promo code. It's LOCKED20 because you want to get that 20% off. It's Cyber Monday. Use LOCKED20 at built.com. I'll tell you what, uh, a guy who could afford quite a few built bars, that would be Wander Franco. He can... He can buy the team supply for the next decade plus if he so chooses as it is official. He signed on the dotted line on Saturday, $182 million over 11 years and potentially $223 million over 12. He signed through 2032 plus a 2033 option. And here's just the components of that monster monster contract so he gets a five million dollar signing bonus i assume Mm -hmm. up front it's right there and then the annual salaries 22 2022 it's one million dollars 2023 two million dollars 24 two million dollars 25 it jumps to eight 26 15 27 22 and then 28 through 2032 25 million dollar salaries and then 2023 He's got a $25 million option or a $2 million buyout. And then from 2028 on, there will be $3 million escalators based on top five AL MVP voting finishes. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just fantastic for him uh, and his family and um, the race. Race Nation just needed a big win like this. Yes. You know, when Christian Yelich signed that mega deal with the Brewers, I said, Man, so it can be done. Mm-hmm. A small market team can really go out and and, and sign a a a a perennial MVP guy. I know Yelich right. has has his dips um, lately, but with Franco, this is the guy. This is the guy you put two hundred and twenty three mm-hmm. million in front of him and hope that he says yes. And he did. Um, talking about Christian Yelich, yeah. the last six years he will be getting paid like Christian Yelich and Joey Votto were paid this year in twenty twenty two. $25 million. Interesting. So I, I don't see, again, I understand that the, 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 the people that say, well, he could have left money on the table. Sure. But how much more money could he have left on the table? Like right. if you're getting paid 25 mil, you're being paid like Joey Votto and Kristen Yelich in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad comp like at all. Uh, so it, you add the escalator to 28 mil. I mean, you're yeah. touching almost 30 million dollars. How much more money uh, are you leaving right. off the table for just maybe? I think this is a fantastic deal, Kevin. Question. Uh, and I, I've got to bring this up. Do you think he will be on the raise long enough to cash in on a 25 million dollar contract i.e 2028 is he still on the raise in 2028 or is that the time where the Rays say all right we're putting you off to another team and we're going to get a windfall in return of prospects and whatever else it may be because i just it's hard to fathom today and we know the stadium situation it should be will have to be resolved by then it's just hard for me to fathom now if there's one player that could do it it would be wander but one player on the raise making $25 million. 
And I can see a guy making 15. I can see a guy making eight. I can see maybe even stretching it out to 20, 20, uh, $22 million in 2027, but $25 million. It's, I don't know. I, and I understand that. And I, and I feel like that is a, a great take from somebody who's been watching this team for a long time. It is difficult to imagine that the, the issue would be the S word, which you mentioned stadium. For sale, stadium, the <laughs> sale of team, <laughs> the stadium, because 2027, we know that that's the last year that they have to play at the drop, right? The lease ends after the 2027 season. Don't you need a superstar to open that big, mm-hmm. new, shiny stadium that's going to be in Ebor, hopefully, and it's going to be for 81 games, hopefully? You yeah. need that big star, right? So I'm going to have to say yes, okay, be- because then who is that star? Who is the star that you know you need a Stanton? Yeah. For the, that that new ballpark, people yeah. to be excited, the big billboards. You gotta have a and and by that time, Kevin, he will have been in the league for what five seasons? Yeah, maybe an MVP in the bag already. Yeah, like a national buzz around him. I think you need a superstar, and with TV revenue, with a stadium right. deal, I think you're going to see an influx of money. So a twenty five million dollars salary, I don't think is going to be so difficult. To 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 do in twenty twenty eight, right? But I understand that it's difficult to picture in twenty twenty one. And I guess the other thing too is if you're opening a brand new stadium in twenty twenty eight, you better not trade the franchise cornerstone you go. as you open a new <laughs> yeah. stadium. Yes, I guess I'd kind of well. If there's yeah. a team that would do it. It might be the Rays. Yes. I, I think the Marlins kind of did that too, where they opened the new stadium, signed a bunch of guys, and then traded them yeah, off later remember, on. Uh, Jose Reyes, Heath Bell, Heath Bell, like there were a, yeah. Mark Burley. They signed a lot, yeah, of, a lot guys, of guys, and they didn't stay very long with yeah. with the team. Uh, it's funny because I look at the structure of this contract, and when you break it down, so if you add in the signing bonus, the Rays will pay Wander a combined fifty six million dollars over the next six seasons. Yeah, so over the course of his pre arb and arbitration eligible se- seasons, so that tells me. What that tells me is that, one, the Rays probably expect or anticipate some changes to the arbitration system and how that's going to be worked out where younger players and talented young players are going to be paid more handsomely earlier on Mm -hmm. in their careers. And the second thing, too, is that, I mean, you can tell by just the overall dollar figure of this contract that they believe this guy is, quite frankly, going to develop or become a legend. But the only other player that I think has made an amount of money that is similar to that pre-arbitration and through arbitration first six years is Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, yeah. Mookie Betts where he made basically league minimum the first three seasons of his career and then $10 million, $20 million, $27 million. Wasn't so I think that a record setting arbitration yeah. year back to back, by the way, 20 and then 27. I think he broke his own record yeah. in back-to-back years. So my point is, I think those are, are factors because otherwise the Rays probably could have just said, if they didn't think Wander is going to be this superstar MVP caliber player, just a very good player, all-star player, perennial all-star even, but they think he's going to be next level. next level because they didn't have to necessarily do this. If no. you're going to pay this much money up front or over the the, the first six years of this deal, if it, it, unless... Man, I think he's going to put up Mookie Betts numbers from the shortstop position. Maybe not as many stolen bases, but he's going to be, if we're looking at war in some of those categories, 
And and you and again, it kind of apples and oranges. But what Mookie Betts did as a 21 year old is very comparable to what. Uh, in fact, Wander probably put up better numbers as a 20 year old than Mookie Betts did as a 21 year old. So 43 games it, on base yeah. streak as a 20 year old. That's not easy. That's not yeah. that, that's not easy to do. The plate discipline you saw that the triples. I'm, I'm I think the triples are something that we're going to have to mm-hmm. really highlight with with Wander. He's explosive off the box. He, I, I don't think he does a lot of meandering, yeah. uh, right. you know, dawdling. Yeah. I don't think that's in his, in his right. DNA. His yeah. DNA says, go. Mm-hmm. I love that. And if it gets to a point where Wander is like a Mookie Betts level player, and even, you know, even if he is at that level and the Rays are still like, uh, 25 mils, a lot of money there. Think about what Mookie Betts, what his salary is in comparison. So, Another team right. that would be trading for him would be getting a hell of a deal, and the Rays in return would be getting a hell of a deal. So really, really smart on this aspect of things. But it just it just tells me that, you know, if the Rays didn't sign this contract, if they just played this thing out like normal and assume CBA, arbitration, all that stuff stays stagnant, I mean, I don't know if he gets to $56 million. It maybe 20. I I said last week what guys like Carlos Correa and Marcus Simeon and and Corey Seager and Trevor Story had made. It was under this. Yeah, it was like 25, 27, $30 million. Again, high risk, high reward. Uh, Look, I I think this is a win win situation for everybody. Uh, I understand the people that say that the leaving money off the table, but uh, I would would want to see those people. Being offered yeah. this type of money and then saying, well, no, there's money off the table. Like, no, yeah. everybody takes this deal. I am curious going forward if the Rays, and this will be a storyline throughout the season, um, if the Rays lock up another one of their young cornerstone players, if this deal maybe puts the impetus on in Austin Meadows or a Tyler Glass now or somebody out there that is like, I know I'm not going to get that much money, but I would like to have a long-term deal. I would like to, I, I want to take my bag too. I want to make some millions. So, and, and I wonder, uh, I, I don't even want to get into if there's jealousy from other players or anything like that, but I do wonder if this is a snowball effect of, you know, maybe Austin Meadows denied that first contract offer that he was given a couple of years ago. And maybe now he says, okay, maybe I will take something because yeah. you, you never know with a baseball career, how things can go. So that's, that's, that's usually yeah. our, our point of view on this. Subject. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. Uh, thank you again for making the locked on Rays podcast, your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the locked on bets podcast that is free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a great day and we will talk to you tomorrow.